Welcome to the greatest podcast ever. It's the 56th podcast, and it's by my dad in West Virginia, Trey. Check it out, y'all. 56 Nation, we are back. We are live in your stereo, in your living room, in your car. Anywhere that your ears go, we're there. Man, it's another week. We're blessed to be with you guys. We've been having a lot of fun so far. I got our guy, West Virginia Trey. Say what's up to the people. As always, what's up, people? I'm here. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and read our sponsor for this week. And we got uh, Backyard Vacations is our sponsor. Uh, And they want us to tell you guys that since you can't go anywhere due to COVID, feel free to backyard your vacation. It's free 99. You can grill. You can do the water slide. You can go in your pool. But only if you have those things. Again, that's Backyard Vacations. You can check them out on their website at www.yourbackyard.com. All right. Now, the question is, the question for you is, uh, Lee, man, like I know, it's like we all know if we've been listening, you got kids, I got kids. How happy are your kids with a backyard vacation every weekend? First of all, don't say that like I got 20 kids. I got three and they, <laughs> they're all great. Okay. Straight A students. All right. So uh, listen, my kids have been really understanding about this, uh, but they hate it. I mean, Every day, our house is like a UFC fight island between my two uh, two girls, my older girls anyway. Um, and my oldest one is eight, uh, my middle one is five, and they're just at it every day. I think they're ready to go away on a real vacation. Um, no offense to our sponsor, BackyardVacations.com. But, you know, it's, it's tough, man. How about you? Yeah, man, I tell you what, my three-year-old – Every single day when I go to work, she's telling her mommy, mommy, me bored. Me want to go to the park. Me want to go here. I want to go do this. And every time, you know, my girlfriend, of course, is like, hey, like we really can't go around a lot of people so we can go to the park, see what's going on. Of course, they carry their hand sanitizer and whatnot. It's like, but the one thing that she really loves to do is go to the pool. And the thing is is I don't mind them going to the pool during this pandemic as long as they stay six feet apart because there's no way, I, f- I feel like there's no way that this um, virus or whatever it is is going to pass in that pool water. I mean, it's, it's like 300,000 gallons of chlorine. So, <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm 300,000 gallons. I'm really not sure. You think with my job, I should know, but I really, I, I don't really know the exact number of uh, gallons of water that's in a pool. But so what we've been doing and what I'm getting ready to do today with her is we're going to go out to my mother's. We're going to enjoy some time in her, her little above ground pool. When I say little, it's big to my daughter, you know, just uh, turning three and whatnot. She's not very big. But for me, when something isn't really going above my waist too much, like it doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't make me feel comfortable because I'm still not in that, that, that game ready shape just yet. The, I'm the working pool on shape. It. Yeah. 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 That's all right. We got it. So we're going to head to the pool too uh, in a little while. And we have a few pools in our neighborhood. And they're obviously like the big neighborhood in ground pools. Um, my kids are already there. Uh, and I'm going to head there in a little while. But it's it's a challenge when you have kids as young as ours who don't know how to swim, um, especially our, our five-year-old and our two-year-old. Oh, my gosh. You know, you have to hold the two-year-old and she thinks she knows how to swim. And you're like, you're not quite ready yet. And so she's I'm- you know, you've been there before, I'm sure, just clinging to you and you want to go underwater, but you can't because you can't go underwater. So like I'm your there, neck is just baking. Yeah. Bro, I'm there right now with my three-year-old man. Like she has a, one of those vests that go on like just her front that hook onto her arms or whatever. Yeah. And like, but the thing is, she, she doesn't, she loves that because she can go in the big uh, public pool and go anywhere, you know, six, eight feet deep. She's not scared of any of it with that floaty on. 
But the thing is, right now, she wants to learn how to swim. So she just wants to take it off. And she's almost to the point where I'm scared. She's just about ready to jump in and just try it. Oh, and, and as a parent, dude, that scares me. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, you got to let them do that. But do you really want to go through that whole process of being that worried when your kid tries to jump in the pool? No, and dang well, they're not swimming for nothing. They're going to sink right to the bottom. On their first <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I, yeah, I remember the puddle jumper days and that, that little flotation device you're talking about. Man, so when we were growing up, there was a pool, a pool at the park that we all went to. And I thought that, you know, I was just Michael Phelps before Michael Phelps was Michael Phelps. And my sisters were with me and, um, you know, I was pretty decent at swimming like underwater, but I never had like the above water and, and breathe while you swim thing down. So they gassed me up to go jump off the diving board. And, uh, I get on there, I do this really great, like little flip and I go in the water. <clears throat> and so, I'm going down. I'm like, man, this is so cool. Greatest day ever. I can't wait to tell my friends about this when we get back to school. And man, I, I wasn't coming back up, bro. I was, <laughs> I was just, I was just like, uh, man, you know, where's that part where I start floating back up? And you know, at the time, I was such a little kid. Ten feet is like incredibly deep, and it takes forever to get to the bottom of that. And if you're, you know, if you're the right type of body dimensions, you really never get to the bottom of that. So it was like the weirdest thing, and then like. I was like, oh, my God, this is it, man. This is the end. And I, there was a there was like a light in the pool. And I'm like, oh, I need to start swimming towards the light. <laughs> you know, it's over for me. It's, it's for called me. the sun. It's yeah. called the sun. <laughs> man, this lifeguard jumped in there and, like, grabbed me by my neck and, like, pulled me up, pulled me up and threw me on the side. I was so embarrassed, man, because all the homies were there um, from growing Wait a up. The, yeah. the uh, lifeguard, female or male? It, not that it matters, but it was a female. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the, see if you can um, walk with me here for a minute. Um, what do you think comes to my mind when I think of a female rescuing a little kid out of a swimming pool? It's a specific movie I'm thinking of. Okay. Well, I feel a little safer answering this question now. Uh, that is uh, the baseball movie, The Sandlot, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like, like Wendy Pfeffer Camp or something like that? Yeah, dude. That, <laughs> that was one of the most classic scenes of all time. This kid just walks right up to the diving board, snatches them specs off, and just looks right at her because he knows what he's about to Man, do. Man, that dude was a player from the Himalayas. Man. That was it. I love that he, scene. Yeah. He ended up marrying the girl in the story. Remember? Man, that was a good movie, man. Yeah, I do remember that. But look, so anyway, so I get dragged out of the water. The lifeguard's like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I'm such a great swimmer. Just, <laughs> it just didn't work out. And, I, you know, I just remember a lot of guys I grew up with before I had moved to where you guys are were, were there for some reason. They're all laughing. And I'm like, man, this sucks, bro. But anyway, so, yeah, the kids are at the pool. I'm going to head there in a minute. But listen, oh, my God, be quiet for a second because I want to see if you hear something. Do you hear that? Oh, Live sports are back. <laughs> they are back, man. Oh, yeah. And you know how I know? Because I just won some money today <laughs> on the on the Florida or the Miami Marlins, there whatever they are. Listen, I've watched so much MLS soccer over the last, like, 24 hours, 48 hours, because it's live sports on my television. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. And there's no fans. It's, you know, it's not as weird as I thought it would be um, from a soccer perspective. The baseball 
kind of gets me a little bit because you hear so much that you don't normally hear on a television broadcast. Like when they hit the ball, it just sounds so incredibly clear. But I don't know if I like it with the baseball thing, man. Have you caught any of that to to see what that's like? Listen, just because I said I'm gambling on something does not mean I'm paying attention to it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, basically, I might look up who start who the starting pitchers are, and then just say, "Hey, that guy seems like he might be a good pitcher. He had a pretty good record last year. Put that money down." <laughs> but <laughs> most times, it's put that money down and watch it disappear. <laughs> not not today, my friends. Okay, baseball, haven't got a chance to watch it. I have watched what they're doing with the NBA, where if you don't that, – that digital uh, crowd that they're putting in, dude, that, that is lit. Like, I love that, man. I tell you what, it kind of scares me because whoa, with that – Well, just a second. I got to write this down to our West Virginia trade vocabulary. Uh, this goes in the archives. Oh, my This goodness. goes in the archives. The first time, it was Fitty, F-I-T-T-Y. Today, West Virginia Trey used the word – lit i'm gonna mark that down all right as you were what were you saying <laughs> i said that the digital uh added crowd to the television production was lit <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I'm t- it scares me because if it really does well um they might not want the fans back anytime soon you know because they're gonna get it i i think that they can start uh maybe moving production uh money somewhere else maybe charge people more to have like the nba channel and and like uh cover certain games on that who knows what they can do but i'm telling you the whole fans being gone uh it's not that big a deal to me but then again i've only been to like two nba games in my life so it's not so yeah you can't really ask and i think that's your problem see i've been to so many nba games i saw kobe bryant and shaq play in their prime by the way Kobe Bryant was the fastest player with the basketball I've ever seen in my life. I've seen Jordan drop 50. I've seen uh, Tracy McGrady score 60 points in three quarters against the Wizards. I've seen a lot. And, and it's not the sound that bothers me. It's the visual. I didn't think about this angle. The visual of not having fans in the arena is driving me nuts because it makes every game feel like a summer league basketball game or like an AAU basketball tournament. I can't deal with it, man. I'm so used. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, though. They have the digital crowd for us on television to watch. I'm. Di- I don't know which um which TV outlet's doing that. Do you know? I don't know because I've been watching I, I NBA TV does, and it just it it's driving me crazy. I'm like these guys. I feel like they're playing at the YMCA, man. <laughs> it just right. the optics aren't working. Man, all those names you mentioned, you've watched play basketball. You never watched LeBron. No, I, you know what? I okay. Know. And I have twice, and I'm here to tell you that he is the most exposed, uh, explosive person I've ever watched play any sport ever. I watched him play against the Detroit Pistons in the playoffs one year, and I'm telling you, man, like when this guy went to the rim, there was no, there was nobody stopping him. Rasheed Wallace wasn't stopping him. You know, Rasheed wasn't scared. Rasheed, Rasheed was the type of dude almost stabbed somebody to keep dunking <laughs> on him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Bron, you know what? <laughs> I like where you're going with this, man. Tell me who some of the great players that you've seen in any sport live. Oh, hands down, the greatest I've ever seen is not even a, your typical three main sport uh, player or athlete. And a lot of people might even argue whether or not he was an athlete. And I won't argue that. But as far as being a sports star, Dale Earnhardt Sr. I watched Dale Earnhardt Sr. race before. 
And it, he didn't win the race. I think he finished like in the top five. But just the aura of being in that that uh, it was actually at Richmond International Raceway mm-hmm. down in Virginia. And just the aura of seeing how many fans he had there. And you got to remember at these racetracks, there's so many more fans there. Like if, if COVID was going on back then, there would be a huge problem in these, these, these racetracks. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just being in that stadium and seeing everybody that was just in love with this guy and who he was, was just amazing. And um, my dad actually told me a story of the one time he actually met Dale Earnhardt because he, he used to go down the pits and stuff a lot. He used to get pit passes and go down there a lot. But he told me a story. Now, this is a secondhand story, so I don't know how valid this is, but I'm going to say it as close as what he told me. He said he was down the pits. And, of course, uh, you know, the drivers take them little golf carts back and forth because that's just a big area where they do a lot of stuff down there, eat and whatever. Well, anyway, it's like he was standing there, and all of a sudden he sees a little golf cart drive by and Dale Earnhardt sitting on it. My dad's got a hat. He's ready to go. He has his pen. He's been waiting for this moment his whole life. Dale Earnhardt starts driving away. Well, he's a passenger. Somebody else is, of course, driving him. So he starts uh, walking real fast toward the car. Well, the car starts speeding up. So my dad's like, oh, man. So he stops. But then the golf cart stops. And then my dad's like, okay. So he starts walking again. Then the golf cart goes again. <laughs> and, <it> goes <laughs> and then the, the golf cart goes again. So he's like, what in the world? So he stops again. And after about two or three of those, finally they stop. And then my dad finally jogs up there, catches him kind of out of breath. He's like, hey, he's like, uh, kind of talk to him. He's like, hey, can you sign my hat? And I guess Dale Hart, uh, in typical Dale Hart fashion, I guess – told him he's like yeah he's like he's like i just wanted to see how long you were going to follow us <laughs> that's awesome man i thought what you were going to say when you're like i don't know how true this is was like your dad told you that he rode shotgun with uh dale earnhardt during the race <laughs> like, nah, man, we can't buy that one um but but tell me man who, who are some of the other great guys you've seen play of of course lebron and of course i i went and watched i spoke about it on an earlier podcast i went i got to see emmett smith play mm-hmm. that was that was real neat you know during that whole game there was a lot of stars on the football field you know you had Deion sanders you know champ bailey was out there i think that was the year randall cunningham came in and played for the year for the cowboys so that was neat seeing him at, down there and we had pretty good seats that year too so that was pretty cool and of course i watched lebron i mean i haven't been to a whole lot of sporting events but yeah I, I, I've seen some greats. It was pretty fun. Let me let me let me continue my list too because I've been very fortunate as well. I've seen Peyton Manning play Monday Night Football. Um, I've seen Tom Brady. Um, I've seen Michael Vick. I was at Michael Vick NFL. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, I told you about McGrady. I told you about Jordan, um, Jamal Mashburn. Um, so many Miguel Jamal Mashburn is, is listed as the great. Well, <laughs> but only because in the game that Jordan put in like 51, he had 49. It was such an incredible game. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Monster uh, Mash. Yeah, man. All right, man. Wait, wait, wait. I'm we got to get I'm this. I'm not done. I'm not done. I got. Oh, I got, come on. Got, I'm ready to get to the regular podcast. I got, Let's I go. Got, I got A-Rod. I got Jeter. Uh, man, I can go on for days. T- Miguel Tejada, one of my favorite players. Um, I bet you're. I bet you're upset. You never got to watch Larry Legend play, aren't you? Like, <laughs> your, top three, your top three favorite player of all time. I'm. Listen, I, I do want to mention this one because this one was like a, a milestone in my life. Ken Griffey Jr. I went. Yeah. My wife, when we were just you know dating, went on a Tuesday night before work. We went to uh, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Griffey was playing with the White Sox. It was raining. 
We drove up there. It was a 7.30 game. I saw Griffey play, made a pretty cool catch. And then we drove home, got home at 2 a.m. from Baltimore and was were miserable the next day at work. But I got to see Griffey, man. So one of the greats. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I, I've been to some Pittsburgh Pirates games where they play different uh, teams. So, I mean, there's some more players I could name. But let's move on to some sports, today's sports. Everybody, as you know, right now the Cowboys missed out on Jamal Adams. He went to Seattle just like last year when we heard, you know, Earl Thomas is wanting to come to Dallas. We didn't get him either. What do you think about this? Do you think the Cowboys missed out? you think it's going to affect them any? Or do you think that they're kind of concentrating? on the D-line and, you know, that linebacking core, and they're not too worried about their safety. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are on the, on the uh, verge of implosion after this year with, you know. Oh, whole, my no, 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 let me finish, let me finish. I'm going <laughs> to let you finish, yeah. but it's not. Calm it down, Kanye. All right, so, <laughs> so look, the, the, the Dak situation's going on. They missed out on the safeties. I'm happy about that, by the way, because I think Jamal Adams is a heck of a player. Um, and so was Earl Thomas. So I'm glad you didn't get either of those guys. But I just – I don't know what they're doing or what their direction is. I mean, you know, if they don't bring back Dak, is Andy Dalton with Amari Cooper that exciting to you? And to me. Let me tell you what they're doing. I know what they're doing, Ellie. You know what they're doing? Exactly what I told you on the – I think it was the last podcast. They're not putting their money – in the DBs, they're putting their money elsewhere because just like I told you, it's hard to pay the DBs big money. And Jamal Adams is going to be up for a contract. Like, and I, whatever happened to Javion uh, Clowney? Is he still on that team? No, Javion Clowney is a free agent right now. Okay, see, and I think that's where Seattle is going to wrestle with some stuff right now because it could be the same situation where they give up a lot and they're going to they're going to have to pay that guy. I mean, you cannot give up that those picks. I mean, I think they got Clowney for a, a tr- like a lot less, if I'm not mistaken. What was it, like a second round or a third round pick or something? Like it, it was almost nothing. I remember it was not a, what they gave up for Jamal Adams. So they're going to have to sign him and that's going to hinder some of their future signings. And I think that's what the Cowboys were avoiding because they know Dak's contracts coming up and they're going to wrestle with whether or not to give that man his money. And the price tag is going up. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a smart thing to do. I will say this when you're talking about paying, a safety and I know they're more and more impactful, you know, as a game evolves into more of a passing league and and that he, he is, I mean, when he played us last year, us being this Washington Redskins who are now the Washington football team, um, he was dominant and he was coming off the edge. He's a great blitzer. He's great in coverage. He can pick up tight ends. He He's what the league needs right now. And especially if your team's going to be making a, a, a Super Bowl run. I mean, you, you got to have a guy like that. Um, but over over under Ellie five years before you think you'll stop calling him the Redskins, uh, whether they change their name or not. I'm pretty good about I mean, that. I, honestly, I think it'll, I think by the time the season starts, I'll be locked in on the Washington football team. Uh, you gonna put money on it? I don't gamble because, uh, you know, the whole <laughs> you're not supposed to thing. But um, <clears throat> I love Jesus. But, you know, <laughs> I, love, I love Jesus as well. All right. All right, man. Hey, um, we should probably talk a little bit about an upcoming fight. You know, we had our boxing, our MMA episode a few episodes back, dude. It's like and there's a big boxing match. I think it could be the biggest boxing match in 
like of the decade even i mean it, except for floyd and um connor only because connor was in it of course you know the the most followed athlete oh, just tell the people what you're talking about come on 56 talk years about, about connor mcgregor oh man talk about iron mike tyson yeah. and lloyd jones yeah. jr and then the undercard jake paul and nate robinson we, <laughs> we gotta talk about both of them. <laughs> that's clickbait right there okay mike tyson and roy jones jr this is an exhibition how serious are these guys i am here's what i hate about it i don't want tyson to lose because tyson would have destroyed roy in his prime and i don't think tyson will lose i've seen roy he's awful and roy in his last few fights was just there as a punching bag i mean he might have won one against joe Schmo. But any competitive fights he had, he was just uh, – he's a sack of potatoes. thats I don't even think he should be fighting because, man, he was through when he was, you know, fighting competitively before. I, I, so the thing is they've agreed to not knock each other out. How you do that in a boxing match, I have no what? idea. Yeah, that which takes a little bit of, you know, pizzazz off of it. Um, but – Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even want to watch it. I know, <laughs> like, I, I know. Even... It's like a slap fight, but – I I like Tyson in this one. I think he's going to win pretty easily. I mean, Roy Jones looks very slow. Um, I think he's there. I know it's a it's an exhibition. I'm guessing they're getting paid for this, and I think he's probably there for a check because I know he's gone through a lot of money. Um, as has Tyson, but Tyson is, oh my God, talk about a comeback in terms of um, recovering from just kind of blowing all your money. I mean, Tyson is totally reinventing himself. He's got his uh, what the Smokebox podcast. Or hot box or something like that. He's got, you know, he's got all kind of he sells his own brand of you know weed or whatever if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not, I love Jesus. Um, you know, <laughs> and he's just he's killing it right now. Um, but I just I I would hate for the wrong outcome to happen here. And then people use that to question his legacy. All right, 56 Station. We do not judge. If you like to if you like to smoke a little weed, that's fine. We just want you to listen, okay? But, <laughs> <laughs> but second of all, I was gonna go with Tyson until you just told me about this agreement where they're not gonna try to knock each other out. Of course, I that agreement probably started with Roy Jones be like, hey man, you mind if we <laughs> you, you, you mind if we don't knock each other out? <laughs> and now now I'm thinking Roy Jones could win this fight on points and how not entertaining is that going to be like that doesn't sound good to me i was hoping to watch this fight with all intentions of watching mike tyson get a chance to knock somebody out again because that's what he was good at i mean the guy fought like 54 fights i'm not really sure but like 45 46 47 of them i don't know how many were by knockout the guy won by knockout he did not win decisions so whenever you tell me they're saying not okay, do you think Mike Tyson's not going to try and knock him out for real? Because I watched the videos, I think he could slip up and throw a couple of See, them, and it might happen. Yeah, anyway. that's what I was thinking. Like I think once he gets in that ring, that animal instinct's going to kick in. It's not going to be like you know. I think Roy will jab him. They'll laugh a little bit, like <laughs> Michael jab him back. He'll be like, <laughs> and then the real punches start flying. You know what I'm saying? Um, how much do you trust Mike? I don't trust I mean, Mike anyway, at all. Anyway. Not, not, in the ring, not in the ring. Um, but see, like the thing with Mike was in his prime, and he lost to Riddick Bow. I think that was his first like major loss. I heard him tell a story where like he didn't train for that fight, he didn't take it very serious at all. He was out like messing with like the um the girls that were at the hotel, he was in a, another country, and he just was just 
doing drugs and he just did not like care about that fight and that's why he lost it and then he never kind of found his way after that um so i think this would be kind of a good ending to that tyson story now the what i'm really worried about is they have this exhibition um you know mike goes in on it because mike on his podcast was saying like he feels so incomplete without fighting you know without being a boxer because that's what he is at his core and he still wants to hurt people but he can't because he's old now so i say that to say I just get nervous that this fight goes better than he expects. And now he's trying to take on real competition because I don't care what you say when you're 60, you're still 60 and I've never been 60 before, but it just, you know, father time always wins. You know what I'm saying? I'd hate to see him jump in there with some 20 or 30 somethings and, you know, just get pieced up for <laughs> six rounds. Yeah. You know? Father Time usually wins. I mean, Tom Brady's out here every day showing you what Father Time is. I mean, he just he's fighting back, you know. And you're gonna see that this year. You're gonna see that this year because Tampa Bay's gonna make a run. Just saying. Yeah, well, they're gonna run right out of the playoffs. But (laughs) and Tom Brady's not getting punched in the face. I mean, you know. And uh, as far as this Jake Paul, uh, what's the guy's name? Nate Robinson thing. I don't act like you don't know Nate Robinson. No, no, I, do. I just couldn't remember because it's so ridiculous. I mean, I don't know what Nate Robinson has to gain by having this fight. I mean, he just, God, this Jake Ball guy is so annoying. Is he like a, a YouTube or something guy? Or yes, something? yes. My my son is big on, well, was big on his, but I guess now he doesn't like him as much. He pays attention to Logan Paul. I'm not really sure. I'm guessing that's his brother. Like I'm yeah, not really familiar with him. Yeah. But Jake Paul, I guess, I, I guess he actually is, is uh, has fought some. Like he's 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 boxed some now. So do you think that um, Jake Paul could win, or do you think that Nate Robinson could win? Well, we've never seen Nate Robinson fight anybody, and that's the thing. Like it doesn't matter. Like you know, Mike Tyson used to have a saying: "Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth." You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Like Nate Robinson, you can train all you want, and and by the way. I hate these celebrity boxing things that they put up on Instagram where they're showing themselves training or boxing and the guys got their, their trainers got the mitts and they're trying to look like they're real quick. And the, the trainers like meeting their hands, you know, going to their hands. So it looks like they're quicker instead of letting their hands come to them. All these celebrities suck at boxing. I just want to put that out there. But when you got a guy that's experienced in fighting, and I don't think Jake Paul's this great fighter. He's just done it before. So I think it's hard to know what that's going to be like in a real environment if you haven't done it. Um, that being said, Nate Robinson should win because he's a real athlete. But, yeah, God, it's going to be so bad if he gets knocked out to this guy. And then, like, you're, you're full-on, like, circus mode when you're taking on these fights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think one of the last fights that Jake Paul was supposed to fight, I'm not sure if it ever happened. I never, maybe I should YouTube it, but I think he was either dead or was supposed to fight Soldier Boy there a few years ago. You! (laughs) (laughs) I think I did watch, like, my son had me watching, um, like, a video where Jake Paul came up to his house or whatever, actually drove right to Soldier Boy's house, and he came and met him in the, um, in the, uh, whatever, the driveway. And it just looked like it was all staged, or if it wasn't staged, it looked like, Soldier Boy didn't really want none of Jake Paul anyway. Of course, so, of I mean, course it was staged. I think he got knocked out by somebody, like a real boxer recently. Um, you know, just, you know, those guys that do anything for YouTube. Just, it's not really my lane, man. I like I like sincere athletes, but, you know, I know that's your thing, so. All right. 
Well, man, it's like I think that's enough for this week. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, I, lo- I wouldn't mind to wrap this one up and go enjoy the pool. Let's hit the pool, not together. You know, you do your thing, I'm gonna do mine. Um, listen, 56 Nation, we got some really cool episodes where we in the works for you. Stay with us, keep listening. It's coming, guys. I'm telling you, we 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 told you before, and you guys are listening, but it's about to get real, real, real soon. You like that? But anyway, 56 Nation, we are out of here. Out. I know you all enjoyed the episode 56 Nation. We out.